Hello everyone. Kind of bear with me today. I'm not doing all that great. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm back. Welcome to Sacred Elohim, Dominite and Pro Ministries. This is Tim, your local rabbi and minister. You can call me Micaiah. You can call me Hadassi, Hattie, whatever. I'm now looking at Parlor. I just recently got on Parlor. So I'm new to this whole new Parlor thing. There's been a lot going down. I've been posting on Parlor just recently that Apple Podcast is threatening to shut my podcast down. So is Amazon, and so is a couple other derivatives. I've only got two other ones. They're after us, people. They're after us. It's starting. Dark days are coming. Excuse me, I'm reaching over to something here. But I want to read this from Mark Levine. He says, I'm being told Mitch McConnell and his band of useless rhinos are seriously considering voting to census censure President Trump. The GOP will pay a severe political price for piling on of this, I'm sure. Their GOP right now is talking about punishing Trump in some way. What has he done other than tell the truth? And you guys are a pack of lies. McConnell and and most of the others. If I was in front of you right now, you would be throwing me out of the White House. But I'm telling you now, you're not men of God's heart. You're liars, you're thieves, and you're stealers. And you let a man in office that did not earn the office. I know the truth. And the truth sets the public free. I want the public to hear this. You can kick me off all you want. I don't care. I'll come back fighting. It was released just moments after the deception of Pensanem, what they did, that it was released in Italy that a gentleman admitted in a court hearing a tribunal, military tribunal, he was arrested for committing fraud. The fraud he committed was interfering with the American election. Now explain this to me. How can Trump been lying when all of a sudden this guy admits that a certain AKA party was votes from one person was moved to an AKA party of another? Interesting that it is splashed all over Italy news about this man. And yet not here because the media, you guys control the media, which I find ironic. To a certain person I'm speaking, this is what's coming out. I know the truth. And the father says, and the truth will set you free. To most of my people around the world listening to me, this is what is happening in America's government right now. We've got insurrectionists within Congress and the Senate trying to veto the will of the people. Interesting, I should say that. I don't speak it lightly. The father spoke of it before all this took place. And now I am going to show you where it leads. It will lead to destruction and ultimately hope. 
we will be talking about Revelations 11. So I'm going to begin reading 11, and then we will break it down in sections. So chapter 11, the last days, the two witnesses. And there was given me a reed, like a measuring rod. And the Malacca stood, and remember, a Malacca is a messenger, a queen, a king, an anointed one, or an angel, stood saying, Rise and measure the temple of Yahuwah and the altars at its confines where they worship within. I got on parlor for a reason. I did something last night. I broke down in tears, pleading, and I still plead. We need somebody to step up and stop what's happening. I'm not being an insurrectionist. It's just what I see. This nation is taking its last breaths of freedom. Freedom's going to leave if we don't do something. I refuse to live in a communist nation. But anywhere I go, I'm going to be in a nation that is socialist anyway, except for Israel. My ultimate plan is to move my family back home to my second home. I don't want to leave this nation behind. It is my first home. But my ultimate home is with the Father. That's my desire. But until that day, whether it be through death or his coming, I will continue to fight the good fight whatever it might be. I don't know what I would see in dark times and dark places. And if anyone ever hears me again, but I will say, I love those that listen. They're closer to me than any brother in a church. Even though I do attend a church. Yes, a Jew that attends a church, a Christian church, believe it or not, Papa put me there. He made it clear they are no different than I. We are one in the Father's eyes. Now, let's continue. But the court, which is outside the temple, leave out and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city they shall tread underfoot three and one half years or moons in this case it's three cycles of the hebrew calendar so let's look and see what this is referring to notice this that maleka gives a message to a person speaking speaking to the house of yahuwah in the strong concordance expresses to bring before the public's attention to attract attention of men so this is talking about a certain person, a messenger in this case, bringing God's word to their attention in truth and honesty. A maleka or maleki or maleha is usually used in one of three or four terms. It means an angel, yes, or anointed one or a queen or king. It also means someone of high standing rank in the father's house. It means a Maleka Tezeki or Maleha Tezeki. Tezeki, a righteous ruler, 
or righteous king in most cases. But here we're seeing it as a messenger to a messenger to John or Yohannikan. So let's go further and see what he says. And I will give to my two witnesses performing their prophetic office, and they will foretell events about the three and one half years, those cast about with darkness. Now remember, throughout this whole entire time, we've been talking about the death of the two witnesses. I'm going to reveal something now. People for years have interpreted as it being two Jewish men, Enoch, Elijah, Noah, Elijah, and Moses. But what if I told you these two witnesses are in the representation of what Christ called John or Yohannikan in the book of John? John was one who cried in the wilderness. One who called out for repentance. One who called out the Israelites to accept salvation before the Messiah come. John was a prototype of Elijah. He preluded the first coming of Christ on the scene. He had a miraculous birth. His mother couldn't have children. And... Consequently, the Lord blessed her through a prayer. Zacchaeus lost his voice, his father. In the end, he got his voice back, true. But John was filled with the Spirit from birth. These two witnesses are the same. They've been dead for, for a long time in the Spirit because they came out of the church, and now they are the remnants the post-Laodicean church. The Laodicean church was dead. Now, I'm not saying we're in the end times, but Papa has revealed to me his kingdom is coming. And I support that. Because it will be a thousand-year millennium before his actual coming. The Laodicean church are the left behind ones. What is the left behind? Who knows? Does he mean spiritually here on earth that he left? they left their first love? Yeah, they left their first love. But we're going to go on and see. We're focusing on chapter 11, these two witnesses, and why they're so important. So we are now on chapter 4, or verse 4, and there as it were, the two olive trees, and as it were, the two lampstands, ministering for the Father in the earth, ministering in this time. You must understand that these witnesses come at a time just before the, the, the uh, Church of Brotherly Love. They start the Church of Brotherly Love. They coalesce the church of brotherly love. You must understand that revelations is overlapped one on top of another. 
they represent each church age. And we are seeing one church age pass and a new one right here in verse 11 being revealed. This is where I said there is hope. The Father gives us hope. It talks about his millennial kingdom, how he's going to have it run, and how he's going to do it. Right now, the world is rocked with plagues. We have seen locusts, water running blood red. We've seen dead animals. We've seen frogs now. We've seen flies recently, dead fish, dead birds, and now coronavirus. We've seen four blood moons. We've seen eclipses. A, a massive arrayed star in the sky with mist. Showing Jupiter passing through its legs in Virgo. All these things are written. The stars are the signs of the Father. And just recently, we had a Christmas star show. And people are so misinterpreting what that star means. The Father said, even Yeshua said, that they would be a sign in the heaven before his coming. And signs on earth. And these signs would be revealed. He didn't say how. I will give you an analogy. At my birth in 77, I was born under a comet in conjunction with a solar eclipse. But in that conjunction was another conjunction. I'm not going to reveal that conjunction. I'm not saying I'm Christ. I'm not. But when there is something born in this world that is representative of something, it has significant meaning. Pardon me. I was getting me a drink. I'm kind of being a little down to earth tonight on our reading. We will be going through the two witnesses, what happens to the two witnesses, and in the end, the resurrection. And I will explain exactly what it means. Okay, let's go further. Ministering to the Father in the earth. And if any among them determine his mind to commit a sin, then every word of Yahuwah, the law and the prophets, live like the two-edged sword of fire proceedeth out of the mouth of the spokesmen of them. And he devoured their enemies. And if any among them should continue to commit sin, in this matter it is binding for him to be destroyed. These two witnesses have power through the Father's word to wreak havoc. They are protective of the father the father favors them the father tells them the truth if they don't listen to the truth then the repercussions from the father are reaped from their judgments that he puts on these people's hearts or personages hearts these hold yahoo's authority to shut up the heavens in order the rain does not rain the days of their predictions. And Yahuwah's authority 
they have over the waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with every plague as often as provided they should will. I made a comment on my very first podcast. Father putting up my heart to say so. And within two months of me making that prediction, it happened. I'm talking about this pandemic now. The Father told me it was going to happen. It came. And I announced it. Sure enough, it hit our shores. And we went into lockdown. We were let go for a time. And yes, judgment is not good. The Father was using it as a way of bringing us to our knees, the church and other believers, to bring us back to him so we could see our wrongdoings. I will continue in 10 minutes, and I'll be right back with the rest of our reading. Alrighty, hello everybody, I'm back. Um, We'll pick up where we left off. So we're talking about the two witnesses and how significant these two witnesses are. So we're doing Revelations 11. We are now at the point of the killing of the two witnesses. And whenever they, when, okay, whenever they will finish the evidence written about them completely performing their testimony concerning future events. The beast, the same which ascended out of the abyss, he will make war with them and he will overcome them and he will kill them. So we're seeing an analogy of these witnesses being killed. I'm making spiritual war with them. Hmm. Interesting. That we see this. Two witnesses are two physical beings that exist on earth now. They're very much alive. And they had the spirit in their life but that spirit was killed in some fashion in mourning in sackcloth they come back to the father no i'm not saying i'm one i'm just explaining what they're all about because i've read the word and the father teaches me things so let's go on and see what the next part says. So now we're looking at Yahoo's work in the last three and a half years. And the body of believers, the house of Yahuwah, the one seed of the two witnesses, goes into the streets of the city, which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where also their Messiah was crucified. Interesting. We see that. And they take out of the people the tribes and tongues and nations into their house of Yahuwah, turning them into turning them to Yahuwah for three and one half years. 
because they will not allow the body of believers of the two witnesses to be placed into tombs. For nearly 1260 years, the interpretation of revelations has been a physical killing. What if they're physically alive, but it's a spiritual killing? Throughout the Bible, Yeshua talked about putting oneself on the line, putting oneself to death for a new life, a new beginning. We're seeing that here with the two witnesses. They lived in the world of men. They walked in the world of men. They talked with God with their lips, but not with their heart. And we'll see here what happens in the analogy of the explanation. So let's go on and see. So we'll go to D. First C. Dead body is referred to. We'll see that in Acts 126. So let's go to Acts for a moment. Oh, my back. Sorry about that. And we're looking at Acts 126. They, then they cast lots for them, and the lots fell upon Manthus, and he was added to the eleven emissaries. Manthus. What does the name Manthus mean? So we'll go and look and see what Manthus means, roughly speaking. Twenty-six. We're looking up Mathis or Mathis. Matthias, and let's see what the Lord gives us as a clue. It means a gift of God. So, this particular two prophets were gifts of God to the people, but they were also gifts to God from their parents. Okay, so we see, looking at Acts, it talks about a dead body. It's talking about a gift of God that is dead spiritually 
All right, let's go to the next one. So, in A, it continues talking, the one seed of the two witnesses goes into the streets of the great city, which is spiritually called Sodom and Egypt, where also the Messiah was sacrificed. And they take out of the people, tribes and tongues and nations, into the house of Yahuwah, turning them to Yahuwah for three and one-half years. Because they will not allow the body of believers of the Yahuwah to be placed into tombs. Interesting. So let's go to D. And look at that for a moment. Here we go. So we go on to read. Um, it also means to prostrate, to fall down before high-ranking persons. To be true. Be accessible to to persecution. And then C also says to cast, bear, or bring forth. So the last thing meaning the use of a prophet who sees visions brought before him in his sleep. So now let's look at this particular D. Uh, and they're given the they're saying there's not an exact translation of that verse. It is word for word what Yahuwah or God says. So, now we go on to 10. It says, Then those residing throughout the earth will observe Yahuwah's feasts in reverence of Yahuwah. Observe feasts. Does this sound a little familiar to you? Wasn't it not? How do I put this lightly? Wasn't it not nearly back in March? Late part or later part of February, just after Purim, that this happenstance that we went into lockdowns during Passover. Isn't that not a feast of God? Yahuwah's feast or Yahuwah? It's a Jewish feast. I practice it. And he's saying here, he's giving us a clue. Then those residing throughout the earth will observe Yahuwah's feast in the reverence of Yahuwah because of them. For they have a mind of understanding to do that which is right. And Yahuwah's tithings and offerings they will bestow themselves together who are of Yahuwah. Yahuwah, because those, because of these are those two prophets proclaiming that every word of Yahuwah, the law and the prophets, to those reside throughout the earth. There's two witnesses. So let's look at what it says of these two witnesses in this particular area. Let's look at E. I will stand, I will send you a law and the prophets in the last days. And it gives Micaiah or Malachi 4 or 5. So let's look at Malachi or Malachi or Malecha. Malachi is what it's called or the voice of angels 4 or 5. So let's see what it says. Malachi. 
Remember, I'm teaching from a Jewish perspective. Uh, let's look up Malachi nine fifty six. Make sure that's right. In my Bible, it's nine fifty. Yeah, in my Bible, it's nine fifty six. So I'm gonna go to nine fifty six. Malachiah, here we go. Obadiah. <sighs> Papa just came on me because he knows I'm getting ready to reveal something. So we're looking at Malachi or Malachiah, Malacha, Malachiah. Is how it's called in Hebrew or Micaiah. In English, it's known as Malachi. Four and five. And it says here, Behold, I am going to send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Else I will come and strike the land with utter destruction. So now it gives another verse. Uh, and we'll look at that here in a couple minutes. On the second half of this. So we're seeing, he mentions about Eliehu or Elijah. Okay, or Elias, as in some English translations. And yes, I'm in a lot of pain right now. Because <laughs> I'm hurting. We'll go look at C, and we'll guide you to Matthew. Eleven fourteen, and then seventeen ten through fourteen. Mark nine eleven through thirteen, and then Luke. One seventeen, and then John one twenty one. We'll, we'll take a look at each one of these. I'm revealing something to you specifically. So let's go to Matthew. This will be the last thing I read before I take a ten minute break to rest my back and eat. So we're going to Matthew 11. Eleven fourteen states, And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is come. 
talking about John the Baptist. He. But he also can represent a female. And there is no other verse mentioned for that one. Let's go to 17. Just a few chapters over. 10 through 14. It says, The disciples questioned Yeshua, saying, Why then do the Torah scholars say Elijah must come first? Yeshua replied, Indeed, Elijah is come and will store all things. I tell you that Elijah already comes, and they did not recognize him, but did to them whatever they wanted. In the same way, the Son of Man is about to suffer by their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was speaking of John the Baptist, or John the Immerser, or Johannikin. Remember, a prophet is not known. They don't recognize them as prophets or teachers of the word. But yet, he says here, Elijah had already come during his first coming. And it's going to happen again. So we see that Yeshua is up front with his disciples. And he's up front with us today about the two witnesses. The first witness that comes in has the calling of Elijah on their heart. And the power thereof. The other one has a different type of power. For someone to say that they're a man, I will say it's wrong. So let's go to B here and see what B says. It gives Malachi 23, 4, and 5. We've already read that. So let's go on after my break, and we will go to Mark and see what he says in Mark. I'm giving you the analogy. John, or Johannikin, was not Elijah by no means, but he was in the spirit of Elias. So these witnesses come in the spirit of Moshe and the spirit of Elias. This is what I'm getting at. They start out young. They are born. They come from a dead spirit to a live spirit. And it's during the church age. You'll see where I'm getting at in a minute. I'll be right back. All right, everybody. So we read 10 through 13. And the last one was when he, when they came to the crowd, a man came to Yeshua and fell on his knees before him saying. Okay. And it ends that there. So now we are going to. We see here he's talking about John being Elisha or Elijah. Elijah. Elias. Sorry for the pain. Try to get in a comfortable position right now because I'm like back hurting. There we go. I'm in a comfortable position. So let's see what we got here. 
because we don't need that one now. Let's go to Mark 9. Eleven through thirteen. It says, and they questioned him, saying, "Why does the Torah teach? Torah scholars teach, saying that Elijah must come first." Now he told them, "Indeed, Elijah has come first. He restored all things. And how is it written that the Son of Man must suffer much and be betrayed with contempt?" I tell you, Elijah has come, and they didn't did to him whatever they wanted, just as it was written about him. Talking about the death of Elisha. Now, the death of the two witnesses, or witness, in this case, was referring to prophets. Okay, and these prophets, oh, I'm hurting real bad. I'm going to have to stand up here. Give me a moment. I can't sit in the seated. Or my stutter's on. I'll stand and read. I feel much better that way. But the prophet, these two witnesses or prophets testify for three and a half years or 42 moons is what it says now we can see that revelations plays an important part in explaining history up to the point of the rev the two witnesses being revealed and these re witnesses prelude the final age or era of the church i want to explain something very important and i know everybody's listening i teach a lot about loving your father with all your heart mind and soul and loving your neighbor as thyself these are the foundations of the prophets these are the foundations of the teaching of the torah the teaching of the prophets the teaching of yeshua himself Yahshua reveals himself according to the will of the Father, but yet he also reveals who he is. And nobody has figured this out. I have. He revealed it to me in a very subtle way. And he also revealed what I am. And I'm explaining that to you now. John was filled with the Holy Ghost, as it is in English. In Hebrew, it's the Urachodesh, or the Urachodesh, the, the Ruach. And I speak it in the Hebrew term. The Holy Wind, or the Holy Breath of the Father itself. It is life, for the Father is the tree of life. As he's revelated it to me from the beginning to the end of time he is the Aleph he is the Tav he is the unity and the perfection of any nation anybody any church any soul that 
accepts his will. And it is what it is. And we are seeing here him talking about the first time he came, Yeshua, Elijah was revealed. Yohanikin was a prototype of John in spirit and form. He is showing that the Ruach, when somebody totally submits to it, makes them like having the same powers as Elijah. Elijah was submitted to the Spirit. It's based in faith and truth and the Torah and God's teachings. It's submission is basically what it is. If someone submits, they fill in that gap. In the end time, we see that they will be two prophets that will reveal themselves in multiples of ways. We see that these two witnesses and prophets have the same powers of Moshe and Elisha. It's not a physical Elisha or a physical Moshe. It is a spiritual incantation. It is a father giving his gifts upon them according to his will. And they pour out his wrath upon all flesh that does not listen or accept his will. And it is here that we see the same connotative meaning, the Ruach. You go back and you read, when John was first conceived, the spirit fell upon his mother and Zacchaeus and his wife Elizabeth give birth to John. And John was born in spirit and truth. When he got old enough, he went into the wilderness and that was where he lived in spirit, in the Ruach, in faith. That's what it means. This is what I'm showing you right now. I know it's boring. It's tedious. And a lot of people don't like studying those kind of things. They just want happenstance. Now we are going to look at these particular verses that is shown in Mark. We'll look at C first. Gives Malachi, so we don't have to go there. And D. It gives Isaiah. Okay. Five. Or 53, actually. One through three. And Psalms. 118. 22. Okay, and then we got 22.6. So we're going to look at these two verses and see what they say. I'm touching lightly on the subject because now we are talking about the lampstands and the witnesses. The lampstands are the churches, but the witnesses represent the lampstands. Okay, get my drift. And they are physical people that rule over two churches in the end times. So let's go back to Isaiah and see what Isaiah says. Isaiah 53 1 through 3 
who will follow along with me. We will see what one through three states. Who has believed our reports? To whom is armed of Adonai reveals? For he grows up from his tender shoots. This is talking about Yeshua. Like the root out of dry ground, he had no form or majesty that we would look at him, or beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, and men of sorrow acquainted with grief. One from whom people hide their faces. He is despised, and we did not esteem him. It's talking about my people. It's talking about Israel rejecting the Messiah. This is what was preached before Yeshua's appearance the first time. John was talking about repentance, and he was talking about Isaiah 53. People overlooked that part of Isaiah. It's very important because the same witnesses in Revelation would be talking about the same thing that Yeshua for the Old Testament prophesies the future, and the future prophesies the past. Okay, so we got that. Now let's look at what it gives, verses, and again it gives John 12, 38, and Romans 10, 16. Okay, now we'll look on the next page. There was another notation. Okay, go down through here. A, Luke. Thirty-one, eighteen, Luke eighteen, thirty-one to thirty-three, and John again one, ten and eleven. So we'll go and look at these verses first before we go over Psalms. I'm making a point. The point is what you're going to see is what I'm going to reveal about me to you. Okay, so let's go to John. This was fulfilled, the word of Isaiah the prophet who said, Anani, who has believed our report, to whom has armed, Adonai has revealed. Interesting that we see Isaiah the prophet is mentioned, and we see Adonai who has believed our report. The Lord has believed our report. To whom has the arm of Adonai been revealed? Now let's go to B. 
And it mentions Isaiah 51, 1 through 3. We was talking about that earlier, so we don't have to look at that. Let's go to Romans 10, 16. Romans 10 and 16. But not all heed the good news. For Isaiah said, Adonai, who has believed our reports, not all heeded the good news. Okay, let's go to 9. Again, it refers to Isaiah, so we don't have to go back to that one. That's, let's go to Luke 18, 31 through 33, and see what Luke says this time. 18, 31 through 33. <clears throat> 31, then Yeshua took the twelve. And set them aside and said, look, we're going up to Jerusalem and everything written by the prophets about the Son of Man will be carried out. He will be handed over to the Gentiles and he will be mocked and insulted and spat upon. After they have scourged him, they will kill him. Yet one third of a day he will raise in the, on the third day he will raise again. Now, this is talking about Yeshua's resurrection. But it's also retaining to the witnesses the third day. As you can see here, it mentions the third day. Three years. Okay, so now we're going to go to John 10 and 11. John 1, 10, and 11. He has in the world, and the world has made through him, but the world did not know him. He came to his own, but his own did not receive him. Talking about the Hebrews, my people, they rejected him. And they still do. They're blinded. There was a few that recognized who God was. So let's go to Psalms And it states, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. 
interesting. And this is a whole other subject where it talks about uh, Jesus being the cornerstone of our faith. There's verses throughout the Bible that shows he witnesses through the Spirit to me. And these are the same things that your witnesses will be talking about in the end days. That he's the cornerstone, that he's this and he's that. And his teachings are firm in the prophets. Now let's go to 22.6. And it says here, They cried to you and were delivered. In you they were trusted and were not disappointed. Okay, when I come back, we'll talk some more about this. I'm going to take a 10, and I'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. So we've went over from 1 to 10, talking about the works of the last three years. So, we are now entering the time of the rebirth or resurrection of your two witnesses. So, let's see what 12 or 11, 11 says. After three years, the first resurrection, after the three years and a half, the Ruach of life from Yahuwah entered into them, meaning they asked the Father Yahuwah to come in their life. And they stood up on their feet with a great fear. Fell upon those who saw them. <laughs> and yeah, I take that lightly. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying to them, Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud. And their enemies watched them. Mm -hmm. And at the same hour, there was a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the city fell, and in the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand, and those remaining were frightened, and gave glory to the Father in heaven, or Abba in heaven, and the second woe passes, behold, the third woe comes quickly. Now remember, we're talking about the seals. The same time these seals are going on is these witnesses being reborn. Remember, prior to that, the witnesses are killed. And we see Yahuwah's work in the last three years in the body of Yahuwah. Through Yeshua. And the seed of the two witnesses. Mm, interesting. That Sodom and Egypt where also the Messiah was sacrificed. Mm. Interesting. So we'll go on. We're going to talk about these two witnesses and see what it says. So let's look here. F states, and it gives Matthew, or Matthew, or Matthew, 2430.
Then this is the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a great shofar, and they will gather together his chosen from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Interesting. Interesting that we see this. That they talk about the son of man, the son of heaven. So, who is this son of man? Well, we know it as Yeshua, but it gives this verse talking about coming up hither as being the witnesses, preluding his coming, which is interesting because it's in 24. And we go down here to A, and it gives Dan 713. So let's go to Dan 713. Daniel or Dayin as it goes by. Seven thirteen Di Diano or Diane or Daniel. We'll just stick with Daniel seven thirteen. So seven and thirteen states I I was watching in the night vision and behold one like the Son of Man. He approached the Ancient of Days and was brought into his presence. Mm -hmm. Okay. So these witnesses are brought into the presence of the Father. And this is talking about Yeshua right now, but it's also talking about these two witnesses being brought before the Father. So we're going to go to G and see what G says. Again, it gives Matthew 30, and then we got 26 in Matthew. Twenty-six, sixty-four, and then Mark two ten and twenty-eight. Sorry there, and then thirteen twenty-six. And fourteen sixty two Luke twenty one twenty seven and then Revelations here we go with Revelations one seven thirteen and then fourteen fourteen. So we'll, we'll take a look at these verses and see what the Father is alluding to. As it states where he says, come up hither. So let's go to Matthew now. Twenty-six. Sixty-four. 
as you have said replied yeshua besides that i tell you soon after you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven okay again he's talking about after these two witnesses you'll see his power and great glory and it, it refers to daniel and psalms 110 so let's put Psalms 110. One and Isaiah. Nine. Six. And let's see what Psalms and Isaiah say. About. After these two witnesses are risen. What will happen? Psalms 110, 1. A Psalm of David. Adonai declare to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies footstools of your feet. So the father is telling his son to sit by his feet. And I'm not going to take the verses from there because it refers back to Matthew and some of the other chapters in Acts. Okay, let's go to Isaiah 9, 6. Nine six Isaiah nine six states of the increase of his government and shalom there will be no end on the throne of David over his kingdom and established it and uphold it through justice and righteousness. For now until forever, the zeal of Adonai to Zova will accomplish this. Mm-hmm. And he takes us back to Luke 1. Let's go to Luke 1, 1, 23 and, or 32 and through 33. So we'll go to Luke 1, 32 and 33. I just want to see where the Father's leading us here. Luke 1. Mm. Pardon me for not doing too well tonight. A light of the revelation of to all nations and the glory of your people Israel. And his father and mother were marveled at the things that were said about him. A light of revelation. And the glory of your people Israel. His father and mother were marveling at the things they that were said about him. Interesting. It goes on giving some more. We'll go to Isaiah 42 here. Um, I'll write those down. I, I like to look at Isaiah. That's my favorite book. Isaiah 42 6. 
Okay, and 49, 6. So go back to Isaiah with me. Or Isha, as it is pronounced, 42, 6. Isha 42.6 I, Adonai, call you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand and I will keep you and give you a covenant to the people. As a covenant to the people and as a light to the nations. H. And it gives Luke and Acts. Um, this is talking about the witnesses again. Two. 32 acts 13 47 and acts 26 23 okay so let's go to luke 32 and see what the father says there back to luke 32 to is it Luke 2.32? And it talks about revelations again, so we don't have to look at that one. Let's see Acts of the Apostles 13. And we're looking at 47. Find it here. 1347. For so the Lord has commanded us, I have placed you as a light to the nations, so that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. Talking about the uh, witnesses again. And it refers back to Isaiah 49.6, which we're going to look at here shortly. Okay, let's look at Acts 26.23. It's just a few chapters over. Twenty-six. 23 that the messiah has to suffer and that brings first to rise from the dead he would proclaim light to both our people and to the nations and it gives d as a verse is isaiah and we're going to go back looking at isaiah 49 6 So he says, 
it is too trifle a thing that you should be my servants to raise up the tribes of Yakov and restore that preserves preserved ones of Israel. And I don't find it trifling at all. So we look at the verses. We'll go to the next ones and I'm going to cut short here and I'll be right back.